Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. And I tell you, that has a whole new meaning this week, and I'll talk about that a little later. Uh, but first, I want to break some news here. We have some breaking news coming out of the state of Texas and out of the Capitol and the governor's mansion, uh, and also Texas Department of Public Safety. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is now assisting gun stores with stopping illegal gun sales. And that's very important because we've talked about this stuff time and time again, where the when a person walks into a gun store, there's a couple of things that a gun store cannot verify. One of those things, if, if a gun that they're being sold is reported stolen, you know, like if a gun store is buying a gun, they have no way of verifying it's been reported stolen. And also verifying LTCs. I've actually been in a bar when someone walked into the bar and provided a license to carry handgun as their ID, and it was fake. So now we actually have a tool to when, when someone walks into the gun store, a federal firearms license dealer, that dealer, that gun store can verify if it's a valid license to carry. We now have a tool for the state of Texas. So this letter, what it says is, it's dated October the 16th. We just, FFLs just received this letter on Friday and it says Texas license to carry alternative permit check. So it says, as you're aware, a valid Texas license to carry may be used as an alternate uh, permit under 18 USC to authorize a firearm transfer without the otherwise required national instant criminal background check. So basically a person walks to a gun store, they fill out the 4473, and then instead of that gun store or FFL dealer, federal firearms license dealer, contacting the FBI to do the background check, the license is used in lieu of the background check. So as with all privileged licenses, there are situations that result in suspension or revocation of the privileged status. Historically, less than 35% of suspended, revoked, or otherwise invalid LTCs are surrendered as requested. So as such, there are circumstances under which the LTC may appear valid on its face, having no, having not expired, yet is no longer valid and should not be used as an alternative permit. So basically, you have people that don't surrender their license to carry handgun when they're suspended or revoked. And so since it's not expired, you walk into a gun store, you present that LTC, 
And even though it's been suspended or revoked, the gun store had no way prior to this to verify that it was a valid license. So now we actually have a tool. We have a website we can go to and a phone number. The website is available 24 hours and we can verify if it is a valid license to carry handgun. And so this is great. Uh, these are the things that you know the state should be doing to make sure that we keep the guns out of the hands of people that shouldn't get them. And these are those tools uh, that you know, that I think are, are great things. So that's some breaking news coming out of Texas Department of Public Safety. Um, what do you guys in the studio think about that? Hey, Michael. Uh, yeah, that's a really good idea. They need to do that with uh, stolen firearms as well. Make a registry for that. Yeah, absolutely. And then as, as far as my health, let, let me update you guys on that before I throw it back to the studio. As far as my health, on Sunday, uh, a week ago today, um, I was I felt a lot really sharp pain in my stomach and I wasn't sure, you know, what it was. I thought maybe I ate something earlier that day or the day before. And so I really wasn't sure. And so I, I figured I'll wait a little bit, like an hour or so. Maybe it'll pass. You know, maybe I feel a little better and I didn't. And so that pain was just so such a hard pain, such a sharp pain. I decided to, you know, call 911, call the paramedics. And so I called 911. The paramedics came out. They checked me out. My vitals were, you know, were crazy. And so they took me to the emergency room, brought me right in. And I tell you, the staff, the paramedics, I love the paramedics. I like the fact that two of the paramedics were students of mine. My life's to carry handgun, of course. Um, the fact that when I went to the emergency room, uh, one of the people in the emergency room was a student of mine. And then also, um, when I was actually admitted into the hospital as a patient, after the emergency room in, in ICU, you know, I had some people that were students of mine there <laughs> that actually came by to say hi to me. And then when I got into my regular room out of ICU, uh, had people that were previous students of mine. It's, it's I tell you, it's a small world in, the, in this town. So they took me to the emergency room and they ran every single test they possibly could find and found out that I actually had tore a blood vessel uh, just uh, right around where my stomach was. And so that was causing the pain and they gave me morphine. And I tell you, none of that stuff worked. The morphine didn't work. I was still feeling that pain even after all that. Yeah. And so uh, they eventually figured out what they could do to solve the problem, how they can fix it. And so now that's what we're doing now. We're just pretty much fixing it and, and solving the issue so it doesn't happen again. And so that's what I'm working on. And while I do that, I got to watch what I eat and drink and all that good kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, we're uh, really glad to hear that you're recovering. And uh, if anybody wants to send flowers or balloons, send them to Central Texas Gunworks. If you <laughs> want to send cash or chocolate, send them to me, Zach. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. No, no, no. Doing great. And so I should be back to normal real soon. Didn't want to you know, push myself too much. Uh, all the medication and things they have me on has kind of got me all like, Ugh. so I just want to make sure I take it easy, take it slow, and then get back into the swing of things. Yeah, good. Well, uh, you just relax, you know, just take it easy, let yourself recover. Absolutely. And then the next thing I want to talk about is the text, uh, the UT students. So what is this I'm hearing from the University of Texas, where you have UT students that actually have come out with this new device. It's called a pocket punch. You hear about that, Zach? Yeah, it's basically some cheap brass knuckles with uh, pepper Plastic spray. brass knuckles yeah. is what they are. Plastic knuckles. It does have a flashlight, too. 
<laughs> and what, what do you think about that, Gary? Because you're, you're a YouTube student. Well, look, let me tell you, Michael. <laughs> According to KXAN, it's called, a, it's called a pocket punch, right? And this is how they describe it. It includes strong knuckles, <laughs> pepper okay. spray, a high-pitched alarm, and a flashlight. So this is basically just like a like a brass knuckles that are made of plastic but i don't see how this is going to help any female student protect themselves with, with a from a guy that has i don't know a gun he doesn't even need a gun he's <laughs> just going to be stronger i don't get it either, it's, not, it's not even yeah it's not even it's made of hard plastic and and <laughs> and she's not going to know how to throw a punch chances are because most People don't. That's well, a sexist comment, well, <laughs> ah, ah, No, did I didn't say most females. I said most people. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if I'll uh, run into the one of the girls that made this thing at school, and they'll just punch me right in the back of the head with one of these things. Then I can determine right, whether or not. Yeah, taunt them. Go back. They'll, they'll hear me on the radio. <laughs> go taunt we, them and see if it works. When we come back from the break, we'll finish talking about that, the pocket punch, and some other things that are going on around the country. Uh, this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. Peace, this is Maj Pure. You're listening to Come and Talk Radio with Michael Cargill. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. I get knocked down, but I get back up again. Ah, that's nice. They're not going to take me out that easy. I'm, it's going to be a little harder than that. So definitely welcome back. We're talking about, number one, the uh, breaking news out of the governor's uh, mansion, the Texas Department of Public Safety. And that is the fact that the the Texas Department of Public Safety has come up with a website and a phone number, a tool that federal firearms licensed dealers and gun stores can use to verify that a person is using a valid license to carry handgun license Um you know, for a gun transaction, for a gun sale. And so this is a great tool that's coming out of Texas. I don't know if any other state that does this. I'm sure New York or California, they have something. You know? But this is actually a great tool that I think that federal firearms licensed dealers can use to verify, hey, this LTC is a valid LTC. It's not suspended. It's not revoked. 
and that this person, you know, is you know, we're selling this person or transferring a gun to this person legally, um, you know, or they're not trying to do anything illegal. So that's good. So it's, it's something that I think covers the the gun store yeah, for sure. And then out of University of Texas, students out of UT have come up with this this pocket punch. And I tell you, man, I, uh, this pocket punch. When I look at this thing, I'm thinking, you know, Gary, I'm thinking, hey, it's a matter of time before someone. You know, it's it's hard for us to get people not to put their their finger on the trigger of a gun, you know. Let alone uh, don't push the pepper spray out of this pocket punch. It's a plastic, like a plastic knuckles or brass knuckles or whatever plastic knuckles, and and pepper spray. And I can just see right now someone pepper spraying themselves with it. Themselves? <laughs> yeah, themselves. I, I, oh, I thought I you agree. were. I thought you were going to go and say that maybe somebody would recklessly pepper spray someone else. But Janai was saying that a lot of times police officers will deter people from using pepper spray, right? Yeah, I because I used to, when I first was attacked, I was trying to find out what should I do. And um, I ultimately bought a gun. But at first I was, you know, asking, should I get a stun gun? Should I do pepper spray? And they said a lot of times it's not good because depending on which direction the wind is blowing, people don't really realize it and it ends up going in their face as opposed to the attacker's face how much does pepper spray actually hurt i've never been pepper sprayed I've, i haven't either but i've seen people yeah their it's, eyes it's, yeah swell it's, it's pretty painful <laughs> um yeah i i just think that this thing's not realistic because think about it if you're in a situation where somebody's let's say there's a guy coming after one of these girls right and they are they're maybe a stalker or something and they have they're they're predatory in nature well the odds that they have a weapon are going to be what you think that's pretty high uh, yeah. yeah, they're going to come so prepared. They, right. So if they already have a weapon, what this girl's going to pull out <laughs> some, Her knuckles. some strong knuckles. knuckles. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not going to do much against uh, a gun or a knife yeah. or I mean, I don't know, even just like a, a deranged individual. Mm-hmm. I still think it's realistic. Yeah, A lot of times those people who are on drugs, you know, if you're on meth oh, or yeah, something like right. that, then. You're not going to be deterred by no. a punch no. to the throat. No. no, when Justin's been in here, remember he had said that there were times that these guys were like breaking handcuffs off. Like what? Yeah, because they were on that K two stuff or whatever. Jesus. And um, like their arm wrists were bleeding and they didn't feel much pain. So pepper spray mm. won't stop I, someone. It, on pocket drugs. punch is stupid. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about this shooting out of California. Uh, because, man, I was sitting there watching this, and this is a 16-year-old. You know, he, he shot, I mean, the shooting lasted, what, 16 seconds, 15 seconds? 16. So he was 16. The shooting lasted 16 seconds and ended up shooting himself with a handgun. And immediately, immediately, the anti, anti-gun community comes out and starts talking about we need to have a, an assault weapons ban. This is a handgun. I don't yeah. know where they get off, you know, using this as an excuse for an assault, what they call an assault weapon. This kind of shows you the real agenda here to disarm, right? Yeah, I don't exactly. think they actually care about. Hey, so check this out. This is uh, in that NBC News article that you sent me. Okay. This is what they reported. Now, whether or not they're using the correct definition of this word, I only the, only God knows. But it says law enforcement sources familiar with the investigation told NBC News they are looking into the possibility that the weapon used in the attack was a ghost gun made from untraceable parts that can be found online or even produced with a 
with at okay well this is written wrong but either found online or produced with a with a 3d printer so the fact that they're bringing up gun laws when the the weapon in in uh in question used possibly already circumvented gun, law, gun laws in the first place is ridiculous right yeah, whoever, and whoever wrote that is confused because they're using ghost gun, and then they're also also talking about three D print. printed gun, right? That, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so they're talking about two different things. Yeah, so I, who really, knows how reliable that is then? Yeah, and then also in that story, I think they talk about how there there were some problems with the family. Uh, there were problems with the the husband and the wife. They went through a really rough breakup or something to that effect. Yeah, and the dad just died, right? Oh, right, really? and then also the dad yeah. just died recently. So something something's going on there that we we're not a, so we're, we're not ba- we're back yet. to mental health. The problem yeah. is mental yeah. health, we're, and also parenting. We're back to that too, you know. Yeah. Because this kid's sixteen years old. What, what were you? What did you hear about the parents having a? What was the issue there? There's something with the parents where um, I believe the father it did something to the mother allegedly. And so the police confiscated the firearms from the house. Oh, uh, wow. That happened, I want to say it happened in 2015 and 2016, around that time frame somewhere. Right. And and didn't, uh, wasn't there also some, some interviews with some of the students that were friends with him? And they said, I know that he was a Boy Scout, but they said that he was a quiet kid, but he was also really nice and smiling all the time. And he wasn't like a weirdo or anything like some of these shooters have been. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, it's uh, and, and it's, my and, and mind you, this shooting happened in California. California has you know the strictest gun laws. Yeah. That the perfect gun laws they're talking about that they need around you know the country in every single state. Yeah. Well, yeah, gun laws don't work though, Michael. I think you would know that. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> it, it's, it definitely is not working for California because they're you know we're we're seeing this. Um, and then there's some other things that are going on besides that. What else is happening? Well, let's uh, talk oh, about right. Poncho Navarez. Oh yeah, <laughs> the state rep got busted with cocaine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, so yeah, state rep representative Poncho Navarez, who's the uh, the chair for I think Criminal Justice Committee, um, in the in the Texas House, was on his way back to Austin from his home city, and he he flies a private jet, and then he arrives at the private airport in Austin. He comes through the terminal, walks out the door, allegedly drops a um, an envelope on the ground uh, with that uh, that has his 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 uh, his, his logo, on, his seal on it, I guess, or his. Yeah. Uh, it was an official envelope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It was a, yes, Classic. that's what I'm trying to say. It was an, yeah, it was an official. He was doing official business. It was official cocaine. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's high grade stuff. And we should have known something was going on when he resigned, you know, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It's like, okay, that's really weird for him to not resign, but for him to say, I'm not going to run for re-election. Yeah. You know, we should have known something was up then because that was really weird. You know, the person, they got rid of their Facebook page and then to say, you're not going to run for re-election. Uh, so something was up and the media should have started. We should have started digging right, right away. Yeah. So, and he was one you know. of the biggest opponents of constitutional carry. When we were trying to get that through. Oh, was he? Yeah, and some of the things that he said, I remember Rachel Malone was asking him some questions. So uh, what do we need to do to be able to uh, get a hearing on this? And he said, I want you to get down on your knees and beg. No, he didn't. Yep. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, she, 
Now we know what she could have done to get that hearing. Get him some blow. <laughs> Send an officially sealed envelope. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah, and, and so we've gotten rid of two people that are two strong proponents uh, of, of the uh, constitutional carry. The Speaker of the House is not going to run for re-election, so he's gone, taken out, and then Poncho Navarre. So now we'll see who's going to be the next Speaker of the House and who's going to be the next uh, chair of that committee. Because that definitely changes the landscape of, you know, constitutional carry and gun laws now. So we'll see what happens come next session. Yep, we will see. Do you, hey, Michael, do you think this is um, a big deal? Possession of possession of cocaine. Um, that's a felony. Yeah, but do you think it, it should well, be? It, oh, I do. Do I think it should be a felony? Yeah, uh, honestly, it doesn't matter what I think. You know, the fact that it's a felony, he knew he was doing something wrong. Uh, he's just got to pay the piper now. Well, the reason you I know, ask you is because wrong. if you look at the dichotomy between something like having illegal cocaine and that's a felony, and then he's trying to outlaw something like constitutional carry, correct? Well, is that what he's against? Right. Never. Well, I'm all. I'm just saying. I'm coming from sort of the you know the the liberty perspective here. Is if this guy's over here saying that we shouldn't be allowed to carry guns. Oh, I see what you're saying. And he's carrying cocaine. I mean, I just don't see the reason why we can't maybe have both. <laughs> oh, and, and I And I say that not because I think everybody should be doing drugs. That's, that's not what I mean. I say that because I more so think that people should be left up to their own autonomy to make decisions for themselves. Hmm. Okay. All I, all I know now is, uh, you know, I see him as Scarface. <laughs> that's all i know that's all i when i look at him now i just think of scarface no matter what no matter what anyone says to me that's all I, i'm ever gonna see now all right so all right we come back from the break uh we're gonna talk finish talking about that and some other things that are going on around the country there's a lot of news that's happening right now i'm glad to be uh kind of almost back into the saddle get back to the use of things um we come back we'll talk about that in a little more this is michael cargill and you are listening Come talk. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Shotgun 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's all right. We're back and we're talking about the Texas governor. Greg Abbott is assisting gun stores uh, with stopping illegal gun sales by coming out with a tool that gun stores and FFL dealers can actually use to verify license to carry handguns that the actual license is a valid license. Uh, and also, um, we're going to talk about, let's talk about Rodney Reed. So what's up with Rodney Reed? What's what's going on with that, Gary? Uh, so Rodney Reed's, uh, what do you call it? His execution was delayed. Yeah. I don't know when it was yeah. delayed, too. He was scheduled it, to be executed on the 20th, but it's been pushed back. Six months. Six pushed. months? Yeah, that, it, that's what's... Okay, so are they now. retrying the case, then? Uh, I think they're going to try. I, I'm still waiting to hear from Abbott, because Abbott can deny that. What do, what do you guys think on the death, about the death penalty? I'm completely for it. Completely I'm for, for the it. death penalty, and I think he's guilty, ext- guilty, guilty, guilty. Okay, so Janai and I were talking about this earlier, and I don't know if this guy was... I, I haven't looked into this really deeply, but to, to me, it seems like he was having an affair with this lady, and you don't think she, that he was. No, I do not. But he says, and I think other people have corroborated this, but again, I'm not 100% sure, but he was having an affair with this lady, and her husband was this police officer who, he just did a 10-year ten, uh, stint did. in the joint because he sexually assaulted some, some uh, lady that was, that was in his custody. Yeah. Right? So... Then this guy gets he Rodney Reed gets put in prison for the past since 1996 for her murder, and I I don't think that he murdered Stacy Steitz Steitz, but I do think that there was a previous rape that he was associated with of a 12 year old, and I think that he possibly did do that. Do you he's, know he's associated with multiple, multiple rapes. rapes, and they actually didn't. So what? So, what you, so what what you guys are saying is that you know he may not have done this one, but his hands are not clean. I think it's similar I, I think to what happened to O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Now, Janai and I disagree here. I I don't think that he did this, but what I'm saying, I think it's similar to what happened to O.J. Simpson in that he O.J. Simpson most likely killed his wife and her new boyfriend after they got divorced. But then later he was busted for robbery, but he was stealing his own stuff, so it wasn't really necessarily robbery. But he should have been in prison in the first place for something else. Yeah, but with uh, Rodney Reed, they brought him in for another rape, and then when they brought him in for the other rape, they put the made the connection with Stacy Stites, and all the rapes were very similar. The method, um, the location, um, his DNA was found on every single one of them. The, what they they didn't pursue the others because they felt they had a slam dunk with Stacy Stites. And they're trying to say that they never tested the weapon, i.e., the belt, um, and they just be, because they found be, him, his right. So what? DNA. What? What? But the belt is tainted. But what they're what you're saying is that they didn't pursue convictions on the other rapes, including that of a 12 year old girl, because he was already getting the death penalty exactly. for this. So he was going to be yes. dead anyways. There'd been no point. Yeah. And now I, I see that's valid. That makes sense why they wouldn't pursue those other cases, which is why they sh- those if if they're going to retry him for. For this, they should retry him for those other things as well. I, I hope I'd, I I've read I read a lot of the court documents and it is so disturbing the way these poor other people were raped. I mean, he is the. So you're convinced brutal. he's a rapist? He's he's yes, I'm. I know he's a rapist. Well, you've looked what, into it more than well, I have. Well, I people haven't. are questioning is Stacy Stites, but 
I think he did that one as well. She left to go to work. Um, the fiance didn't drive her because they were all living in the same place the, with the mom and the fiance and her. She, she never made it to HEB. She, she left for work at three in the morning and because um, she worked early in the morning. Okay. The husband, the, the mom is saying he was there. The, you know, um, they didn't live in the same apartment, but they lived in the same building. Uh, and unfortunately, my thoughts are, unfortunately, this poor girl, this poor 19-year-old girl, she was, her fiancé wasn't that great either. Yeah, it her seems dad, like she was surrounded by a bunch of losers. Her dad had abandoned them, and it was her mom and her that moved, I forget the name of the town, and then she got engaged to this police officer and, you know, was planning her wedding. Jimmy Fennell? Jimmy Fennell, yeah. They were planning their wedding, and he seems like he was not a good guy either. But uh, all the stuff that is on Rodney Reed, it's 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 like four different rapes. So do you think that they're going to retry him for the other rapes as well? I don't know if they can. I don't know all the legal stuff on that. All the legal really, jargon? You don't know how yeah, it works? Yeah, I really don't yeah, on that. Late. I hope so. Yeah. I, I, well, if they're going to retry him for this, it, and it shouldn't be too late for the other cases. With all I mean, the if the dude's a f- past, you know, some of that kind of goes by the wayside. On something, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you- I'm not. I'm not really sure to be honest with you. I'm not sure at all. Uh, but I, but what I'm hearing, you guys, and I honestly don't know. I, I I follow this a little bit. I haven't followed this in depth, and, and so what I'm hearing you guys say, and you know, he, you know, he may or may not have done this one, but for sure, his hands were not clean. Exactly. That's what it seems like. He's an absolute animal, and I don't, I mean, absolute animal. Okay, so Janai was telling me that Stacey Stites, am I saying that right? Yes, Stites is correct. That her, uh, yeah, her sister does believe that Rodney Reed killed her, and her, she's quoted here saying, with no doubt Rodney Reed murdered my sister. See, that's what I'm saying. But how, how do we know that what her sister's saying is credible? How does her sister know? Right. Okay, but so we're basing that on believing. Now, mind you, Rodney Reed never said anything about having a relationship with Stacey Stites until they found his DNA inside of her, i.e. his sperm. Then he says, oh, we were having a consensual relationship. Prior to that, he denied even knowing her. That's kind of sketchy. So... I don't believe he was having a, an affair with her. Well, if he was having an affair with her, of course he wouldn't want anybody to know about that, especially if it's with a the fiance of a police officer. But after she's dead, when they brought him in, you you think he didn't admit to anything until they they found his, and then he says, "I I just don't believe it. I really don't." And I and I honestly I was sold on thinking he was innocent, and I actually went to that rally at the governor's mansion last Saturday in support of him and then the court documents were released and i read every single page of those court documents and i said no this man is absolutely guilty i want to look further into this if he's got a six-month stay of execution then that that gives a lot of people time to follow up on this story because this is interesting this is a big case this is one of the biggest cases in texas in a long time there's going to be riots it's going to be one of those rodney king possibly if he or OJ, if he's if he's executed or found guilty again, because that's what they're claiming. It's racism. They're wanting to let the white cop off. And I, I well, the the white cop already did time in prison. Yeah, he, he didn't did time. Yeah, exactly. Well, they they're trying to say that he. Yeah, it's him. not a racism thing. That's what when if, I went to the rally. That's what they were. All I know. Saying, I yeah, hear a lot of people. That. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hear a lot of people say that. I don't think it's a racism thing. I think if anything, 
This is a um, like an authority, one with authority versus one without authority, because it's a police officer's fiance that was killed. And this is remember, this is a. Uh, 23 years ago. Well, it gets a little sketchy because now there's the one thing that is making Fennel look guilty when he served his 10 years in prison. Apparently, this is, and I don't know whether you can trust this person, someone that was in his cellmate was Aryan Brotherhood, which is white supremacist group. Right. He's now out of prison, I and believe. And said that he, he, he admitted that, to it? He said that Jimmy Fennel admitted to murdering her. I don't know if if he has any motivation or whatever. Well, but... skinheads are pretty reliable. So that <laughs> that throws you know a wrench into it. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that this this guy, the fennel guy. What do you think, Michael? Honestly, I I, I don't know. You know, but I what I do is I have and I have to read the stuff, so I don't want to sound ignorant about this subject. So right. I, I really don't speak. I don't want to speak on it. But what I'm hearing you guys say is that hey, you know. He's not. He's not clean on uh, at all when it comes out of this. So well, he's I don't done think that. I don't. Really no, he's not. I don't think Rodney Reed or Jimmy Fennel are, are clean dudes in this scenario. They're, they're both scenario. bad. I mean, yeah. Right. I, I just think that it's there needs to be an unbiased dive into this because right now the way the media is portraying it seems like he's completely innocent. They are. I didn't even know about the other rapes till those I had no court documents either. were released, and I was in there in support of him. And I was really angry because I went, you know. Um, feel like you got played? I do. I do. Right. I feel like I got played. And then when I read that, I was like, what? Four women and a 12-year-old? The and Ooh. Yeah, 12-year-old, a Michael. A 12-year-old. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, and, that's and not done and, the and there was, there was, And you said, Janai, you, that there was, in the court documents, it said they found his DNA inside of a 12-year-old. All of the girls. Yes. All Ooh. of them. That's a place his DNA should not have been found. Exactly. So we know for sure he raped a 12-year-old. What was the name of the 12-year-old? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I can, just wanted to go back. To the, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna, now you've gotten me where I want to read this. Stuff. I, I saved the court documents on my phone because I was, like, wanting to. I mean, I. so if you can't find them, I have them. <laughs> but. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to get you to send that to me because now, now I'm intrigued. Now I want to know more about it. Yeah, Janai, if you're not too busy with, uh, you know, your newest endeavor. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk Michael a little bit know, about Michael that. Michael knows I'm, I'm running for House of Representatives. Yes. You Dist- are? I am. District 49. You are? Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a campaign you manager. Are? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about well, that. I have some PACs backing me thus far. We're, we'll have our all of our social media up this week. Um, I filed with the Ethics Commission. This week I will follow, file with the Secretary of State to make it official. But, um, yeah, so I'll be going up against uh, Gina Hinojosa, and her father is the state Democratic chair. So they anticipate oh. um, a uh, nasty race. I don't know. I'm not going to get Yeah, that's going to get very interesting. And, it is. And I'm is definitely, never been a red seat. Yeah, it's never been red, this district, so... Um, you know, I've, a certainly have my work cut out for me, but yeah, I already, I went to Houston and met with donors. Um, we've been doing a lot of stuff, so super nice. excited. All right. When we come back from the break, I want to talk about this, um, out of Maryland, this man who makes a large bank withdrawal and then gets robbed by his teller in a home invasion. So basically this guy goes to the bank, withdraws money. 
and then the teller goes to his house and robs him. So we come back from the break and talk about that and some other things. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back. And yes, all the rumors, what you heard, not true. I wasn't shot. Um, I wasn't poisoned. Or anything like that. So none of that stuff is true. I, I'm very much alive. I was in ICU intensive care for about three days, four days, um, and then I was in the hospital, you know, for about a week, an entire week there in the uh, South Austin Hospital. But now I'm back to uh, getting back to normal slowly but surely. Kind of get used to some medicine they got me on here, uh, but um, slowly but surely getting back to normal, getting into the swing of things there. So hopefully in a week or so I'll feel a lot better. Um, I do want to talk about this, man, this thing out of, uh, out of, what state is that, Zach? Out of Maryland? What store are you talking about? Uh, Bel Air, Maryland, where the guy, uh, this guy goes to the bank, restra- withdraws some money from oh, the yeah. bank. Oh, yeah, the reverse bank robbery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Did so an old, man, an old man came into the bank and made a large withdrawal, and the teller took notice of that and then when he got off his shift i guess he looked up the guy's address at oh the bank <laughs> yeah and he tried to rob him tried to yeah he did did he <laughs> did, get did away they say how much the withdrawal was i'm just curious i think he got uh fought off it was a large sum of money they oh, said they didn't say yeah a lot of money so yeah that's uh yeah. Ugh. that's bad news when your teller is Looking at how much you're taking That's out, terrible. looking at your home address, wait until he gets off, yeah. and then coming to 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 you, take that. You to can't make trust. A deposit. You can't trust anyone nowadays. No, you gotta you be aware can't. of surroundings at all times. But I mean, this bank, guy looked like bad news. If you see a picture of him, oh, the teller. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's got a neck beard. His eyes are halfway Which closed. Which bank was it? Did it say? Um, somewhere was, in was Bel Air, Mar- Maryland, it, like a large bank, Wells Fargo, or something like that, or it doesn't even say. Uh, um, they don't say. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't say. Nineteen years uh, old, no bail. Oh, really? Good. That's just crazy. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> That's him. Yeah, and then and then out of um, he's only know, nineteen years old. I don't know where this next story uh, is, but it's um. 
it's everyone's freaking out about this mother who goes to the school and beats their you know beats her kid a seven that was in beaumont michael that was in texas yeah it was in beaumont oh man yeah yeah she, she wasn't playing around she was whooping this kid oh yeah with a belt so a mother a mother pretty much beats her seven-year-old with a belt and threatened to break his face for disrespecting his teacher in front of two staff members in oh texas my God. yeah you're right so the uh, the woman who was filmed hauling the child out of an elementary school in Beaumont, and so basically the mother can be heard swearing as well as using the N-word as she lashes the child with the belt while two staff members stand by appearing to do nothing to intervene, intervene at all. So I guess this, kind of, this, this kid was rotten in class, and, you know, he's not going to be rotten anymore. He's oh seven God, years he's old. Seven. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That is Poor unbelievable. Thing. And you know what she said? She said, Are we gonna have this problem anymore? No, because if I gotta come back up here, it's you and me. Oh my god. <laughs> She's trying to square up with her seven year old son. That is wow. wild. What are the odds she she was in prison at some point in her life? She was beat as she a child, be. too. Yeah. She should well, you know, so what do you think they should have done? I guess we don't really know what the kid did. If the kid did something heinous, yeah, but then you don't maybe he needs a little swatting. Public. Well, do like, you beat him in private then? <laughs> you don't beat him. I yeah, mean, at least but... do it in private. What if a kid Come does on. something really, really bad? Do you? Do you I spank believe him? in punishment, but not beating a child. What about child? spanking? You know. Oh I'm yeah, not of a course. Fan of spanking, what? Really? I'm... No. No. Oh, that's why we got all these softy kids no, nowadays. No, I'm not a softy. I'm not a softy, but I think. Um, there's always a way to get something done. You don't have to beat a kid. Yeah, but spanking is not beating. Spanking is, yeah, that's a different. Yeah, spanking is like a, a certain old age. You know, like a two-year-old, sure, pat him on the butt or whatever. That's fine, but I spank my kid until he's twenty years old. No, you won't. He's gonna beat you <laughs> up too. Until he's thirty-five, <laughs> he's gonna beat me up. We'll see. We'll see. It's me and you, son. That old man strength. It's me and you. <laughs> All so, I'm gonna say is my my mother hit me until I was 18, so that's all I'm gonna say. I don't think my mom ever actually hit me. She just spanked Maybe me. Maybe that's what the problem is. Yeah, I think I didn't get hit hard enough. <laughs> um, hey, Michael, do you think that the ch- uh, child protective services should take this this kid away from his mom? From his mom? That's a stretch. No, no, I think they, they probably should go in and have a little chit-chat, a little talk or whatever, you know, because you, there are certain things you shouldn't do in public. There are certain things you shouldn't do, you know, in school like that. So um, if she's going to discipline her kid, you know, hey, the mother, discipline, discipline your child. I'm not going to tell her how to do it. But then, you you know, there's, you know, there are things that you, you should not say, you know, use the profanity, you know, at the school and public and things like that. You know, because that, that's all, that's disorderly conduct. By the yeah. fact that you're cursing out loud is disorderly conduct. Well, I agree. I don't think Child Protective Services should take the kid. But, what, I mean, I mean, I guess what I'm asking, uh, I mean, I'm sure people are calling for that. But what I'm, I guess what I'm getting to is, what do you think the people at the school should have done instead of just stand there? They should have intervened and stopped her. <laughs> well, well, he must have been really bad and probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they're like, hmm, you're getting exactly what you deserve because you are rotten today. What could he have done, a seven-year-old? What could he have done? <laughs> I mean, do we want to start making a list here? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. 
seven. How bad gonna... can you be at seven? I don't know. To, to go back, to, I was to go a back bad a little kid. bit. At seven, I doubt yeah, you were that was, bad. Like, what's would... the worst thing you did at seven? Set someone's house on fire? I don't know. What did you? No, do? I was like thirteen or fourteen by the time I did that. Oh, yeah. geez. I didn't graduate to arson until like my teenage. You did years. arson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, I didn't ever do that. Well, you know, when I was little, I did. Uh, we're staying. We're on vacation one time, and I was at a hotel, and we we're playing with some matches, and we almost, you know, burned the entire hotel down. Oh wow! Oh, I did that. I mean, I'm saying I never like purposefully <laughs> caught something on fire though to hurt people. Not on purpose. It was an accident. We're yeah, but how, I mean, how many how many teenage boys catch something on fire because it's fun? You know? Yeah, yeah. I lit the neighbor's <laughs> fence on fire. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, we all did something like that. I think all you males should just go straight to the military. That, that that'll fix this because I don't know any females that do these things. <laughs> Not that we're perfect, That's sexist. But, <laughs> but I don't know any females that have burned things down. <laughs> well, and, and, you know that's part of you know being a guy. Exactly, you know, you, you go into the military, see, blow up stuff. Hey, you know yeah, what? You um, I actually wish I would have joined the military when I was like seventeen or eighteen. I think it would have avoided me a lot of grief in my life. I agree. I, I'm, I'm good for a proponent people, of that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think it would have straightened me out. Or I would have really learned how to be a lot worse. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Well, I know Donald's done a lot of stuff. Oh, Donald Rutledge there. You know, because I know he's a, he's a definitely a hellraiser. Um, but, uh, Zach, you still, you know, you your parents beat you until you're like 18, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have one memory of being spanked, but just it one, just it wasn't one bad, you know, I sh- deserve so a lot more. <laughs> you're telling me that now, me and, me now, and Michael now, are the ones that got beat and look how we turned out. So maybe we're wrong about this whole thing. See, told you. <laughs> I could have used and a few this, smackings around. Zach, was it your mother or your father that did the, the, the corporal punishment? Uh, it was my dad. And he's also the one that uh, washed my mouth out with soap. When I would curse as well. Literally? Literally. Oh, Wash my mouth out with soap. Is that bad? I'm what kind of soap? Your dad is pretty nice. Irish spring? <laughs> what, Michael? I'm actually shocked by that. Yeah, because he's, he's he's pretty laid back and pretty quiet guy. Yeah, he is. I guess I, uh, you you know, I stirred him. him up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I have that ability. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I appreciate right. being... Uh, being guided in the right direction by my parents uh i they they had other ways of doing that besides beating me See, they're pretty good saying. at raising me so take away things you know there's all kinds of things you can do yeah, yeah but then that that makes you that makes the kid um sort of it puts materials and, and objects on a pedestal by mm-hmm. by in emphasizing the importance of hey this is so important that we're going to take it away from you see i don't think that's good i think I think corporal punishment is a better alternative to. I think hard work is to, a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physical labor, put them in work camps. Yeah. Just cleaning the yard, <laughs> things like that. Make them stay home on the weekend and clean, like, trim, do everything. Clean, clean, clean. Yeah. Hard work. I think that's good. Yeah, hard work builds character. Yeah. You ever you ever read that book Holes? No. Then they make a movie with Shia LaBeouf about it. Shia LaBeouf, it sounds, dude. Yeah. Is that what it's about? Hey, so, so, well, let me ask you, Gary. Uh, who did you? Were you getting any uh, spankings when you were younger? All the time, like 24-7. And it was my mom and my dad, actually. <laughs> They're just spanking you all day and night. <laughs> I was just spanking you. 
I couldn't get enough, Michael. They're just taking turns. They're just taking turns. Yeah, they just took turns. when And they, you know how, like, in the WWE, when somebody would tag out? They would do that. They would tag out. My dad oh my would, would spank me, and he'd be like, all right, you're going in, Teresa, and tag my mom in, and she would whoop me. Sometimes my brother would whoop me. What my are uncle's... you doing? <laughs> uh, sometimes my... And I, and I know your mother's looking right now. She's watching. She's listening. Is she? Yeah. Hey, Mom, you made me yes, into the yes. man I am today. <laughs> and what about you, Janai? No, I never got into trouble, honestly. I didn't. There were a lot of kids. Maybe, you know what, maybe because there were so many. The others did get in trouble, so maybe they just didn't have time to pay attention to Yeah, they to took me. all the whoopings for you. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for us. Thank you, folks. We'll see you guys next Sunday. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there, you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.